Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you're listening uh, from in the United States, or perhaps maybe you're listening overseas. We want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs from Calvary Chapel Greeley. Back with you. I've been gone for a couple weeks, but I am with you live for you who are listening on Grace FM or online. Uh, we uh, are so glad that you are here joining us on this Monday afternoon and blessed to be back with you. I was gone for a couple weeks in Peru. I was teaching at the Calvary Bible Institute there and teaching the students and teaching the book of Isaiah. did it in nine days, all 66 chapters, teaching church planning class, teaching at Calvary Chapel Trujillo in Peru, so glad to be back. It was a, a, a very productive trip as far as ministering to the students there. And uh, so um, welcome. Welcome to today's program. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley here in northern Colorado. And for you who are listening live on uh, line or perhaps on Grace FM in Colorado and southern Wyoming, it is Monday and it is the 1st of November. We've entered into a new month and it is cold here in Colorado. We got some snow up here in Greeley today. Maybe a little snow that we'll get this week, but it is that time of year. So give me a call. This is the uh, program where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions or perhaps uh, give prayer requests. The call in number is 303 690 3000. 303 690 3000. And there's another opportunity for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line. And that's a different number, 720-336-0897. So I would put those numbers in your contact. You can just pull it right up and uh, give us a call or text us a message. Be careful. Be in a safe place when you're texting. Uh, That text line is also 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week prayer line that you can text in a prayer request anytime and there will be the prayer team, the uh, staff there at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates from, that they will look at those prayer requests. But during the show, uh, during this hour, as time permits, we will be looking at those text messages and answering those questions that you may have or praying for you. So give me a call. we got all open lines. Love to hear from you, see how you're doing. Uh, on Friday, uh, I w- was flying into Miami and I had a long layover, so went and got breakfast uh, there in Miami Beach. And I know that on Freedom Radio Network that we're on the air in Miami Beach. So if you're there listening, I'd love to hear from you. Let us know that you're listening. But I want to welcome all those who are listening on Freedom Radio Network throughout the South and different parts of the United States, the Midwest. And um want to welcome all those listening in on Hope FM and also on Truth FM, Uh, any other radio station, you are a week delayed, which means that you get to call in and you get to ask your question or give your prayer request. We will talk uh, live here on the show today, 
but then it's a week delayed as it gets aired and you can listen to it next week. So uh, give me a call anywhere in the United States. That number works 303-690-3000. We got listeners from all over the country right now. They're listening in and the text line is 720-336-0897. As I was in Peru, one of the uh, verses that I want to read to you from Isaiah is in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 4. And uh, the, uh, the prophet writes, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. And I just want us to remember that our God does reign, and how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news, who proclaim peace. We're the only ones truly as Christians that have the the good news of the gospel, good news to the world, the answer to the world of peace, and that is to come to the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Um, So uh, just um, a wonderful opportunity for us here on this show, for you as a Christian, to be a light in this world, uh, to be uh, one that is giving the the gospel, the good news uh, that the world desperately needs to hear. And so I want to encourage you in that. Give me a call. We got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Love to hear from you. Give me a call. Uh, love to hear how you're doing. Again, welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the front range into southern Wyoming. Uh, so glad to be with you once again. Uh, there is somebody who called in. They're not able to be on the air right now, but they just wanted prayer. Uh, wants prayer for protection, grace, wisdom, insight, peace, and also for uh, success. Uh, calling in from Atlanta, Georgia. So, Father, I just pray for Richard who's asking for for this um, your hand to be upon him, protection, grace, wisdom, uh, just peace of mind, and also just be, uh, he prays for success. And Lord, we know that the Word of God says the, the best sense of being successful is meditating on the Word of God. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would just uh, bless his life, draw him to you, bless him in every way, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, we got all open lines. Welcome on this Monday afternoon. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Love to hear from you. You know, um, as this prayer request comes in, oftentimes people will pray, you know, for success. They they want to do well in life. It reminds me uh, of what Joshua Uh, was told in chapter 1, and I think uh, it's a good reminder for us. I'm going to read it to you. As Joshua is leading the children of Israel into the promised land, and Moses has passed off the scene, and the Lord comes to him and says, Be strong and courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, and you shall observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. So that prayer request reminded me definitely of that uh, that verse there in Joshua chapter 1. The best way to have success and be prosperous uh, according to God's economy 
and God's perspective as you meditate on the Word of God day and night. It means that you're constantly taking in the Word of God, the truth of God, the principles of God, the commandments of God, and do not depart from it. Um, don't go, uh, you know, turn from the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. And I pray that all of us, that we're understanding that in our lives, that, that Lord, we want to be about the things of the kingdom. We want to know your word. Uh, we want to uh, understand how it is that you want us to live. So um, be in the word of God. Be uh, one that is having devotions every day, listening to Bible study, being in a church that is uh, biblically based, that believes that God's word is true, that will take you through the study of God's word where you can grow as a Christian and you will be prosperous and you will be successful in the best sense of that word of prosperous and also of being successful. So, hey, got all open lines. Love to hear from you. This is Jeff Biggs at Calvary Chapel Greeley back with you after being gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, just a little bit of uh, that trip in Peru because I want to encourage you um, in uh, in. Um, perhaps what God is calling you to do. Travel is very difficult right now, uh, especially overseas with all the restrictions and COVID tests and health affidavits that you have to fill out. But I was with the students there uh, for two weeks teaching, uh, as I said, the book of Isaiah, teaching uh, church planting classes. My daughter Barbara as well uh, was with me on the trip. I was able to uh, spend time with the leadership there at, at CBI Peru and also to Uh, be able to uh, spend time with them, the leaders at at Calvary Chapel Trujillo. Such a wonderful, wonderful uh, group of of believers, and those students um, are so eager to learn, just learning the Word of God, uh, being taught. Again, I was teaching four to five hours a day going through Isaiah, uh, teaching church planning classes, a lot of work, um, but it was uh, something that uh, blessed me tremendously to spend time with them. Some of those students down there at Calvary Bible Institute in Peru, um, they were wanting to go out and plant churches, not only throughout Peru, but I know that there's a couple, they, they want to plant a church in Venezuela. It would be the first Calvary Chapel uh, in the nation of Venezuela. There's one young man, he wants to plant a church in Bolivia. It would be the first Calvary Chapel planted in Bolivia. And it's such a privilege to be a part of that. And I want to um, just remind us that uh, I know this can happen with me and can happen for all of us, uh, but we get uh, very much busy with things and we get, um, you know, we have our jobs, we have ministry, we have all these things, and uh, we can forget there's a whole world out there with our brothers and sisters that are ministering, and we need to keep them in prayer and know that God is working and things are difficult down in South America. Um, it's very, very difficult. Matter of fact, on the text line, it was interesting right before uh, that we came on the air, somebody texted and said, please pray for my uh, nation, Chile. So we're going to do that uh, as they're going through a very critical time with elections coming up soon um, and uh, what they've been going through. Socialism has spread throughout South America uh, very quickly, entrenched. Um, but yet, through all the difficulties, the economic um, you know, uh, difficulties that are in Peru and South America, uh, the, um, just they don't have what we have. Those students, they don't have cars. They don't have much of anything, but yet they got the excitement of the Lord. And they really reminded me that, hey, um, you have Jesus. 
uh, you can have joy. Um, you have Jesus. Uh, you have a purpose, and and uh, real satisfaction comes from Him. And uh, it was a joy to be around them and a blessing uh, to be able to minister to them. So, Father, we do pray. We pray for uh, Peru. We pray for Chile. We pray for those nations in South America, uh, Lord, uh, that the gospel would continue to spread. Lord, I just pray that you would uh, be with those students there in Peru that are going to go out and plant churches, that you'd be with them, guide them. It is very, very difficult right now. And I just ask that you would just, uh, uh, Lord, strengthen them. And there is a message that we have. And even as Isaiah said, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news and proclaims peace and brings glad tidings of good things. And Lord, I thank you for those students. I thank you for all those who are wanting to continue to minister and in, in, throughout the world. Uh, your son is coming back soon, and we are to occupy till he comes. And uh, Lord, there's so much missions to do. And I just want to pray for the people that are locally listening, that they too have a mission field in where they uh, work, in their neighborhoods, to their families. And so, Lord, help us to be ones, to be sensitive to your leading and guidance in every way. So, Lord, thank you that we can be used of you in these days. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Got all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Hey, give me a call on this Monday afternoon. Text line is 720-336-0897. There is a text question. I'm going to go to that uh, that uh, has come in, and it is how much influence does Satan and demons have in the world, and Satan and demons have a lot of influence in the world. Anything that is of sin, anything that is of carnality, anything that is false, anything that, that, um, that as we see just all around us, the darkness, the, the sin, the, the pornography, the addictions, the depression, all that comes from Satan. It's not from God. He is the God, little g, of this world, and he has great influence. And uh, we need to remember as Christians, as greater is he that is in the world, uh, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we can storm the darkness. And we have a message of hope. And it is uh, a work of God that we can do through the Spirit of God. But Satan, unfortunately, has great influence in this world. And we look around this, we got to understand that it's more than just a geopolitical problem that it is a spiritual problem. And the problem, the underlying problem is sin, man's rebellion against God and Satan's influence in the world and his demons that are there. And and we need to pray for spiritual revival. We need to pray that uh, we can uh, give light in the darkness, give truth in the deception, give wisdom uh, in the confusion, and be able to give um, a message of hope in a world that seems so hopeless. So um, he does have a lot of influence, unfortunately, but we have the power of prayer. Our weapons are not carnal, but they are uh, spiritual and giving God's love and God's word. So uh, keep praying and keep being used of the Lord. Uh, we got a couple open lines. Let me give you those numbers again. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to birth it where May is on line one. Is it May? Yes, it is. Hi, Pastor. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I am good. Thank you for calling. 
Yeah, and thank you for what you're doing. Um, I so appreciate listening to your show and the insight you have, and I appreciate what you just said about warfare and everything. Um, Really appreciate that. We listen to you as I pick up my kids from school and callers call in and ask questions, and we really appreciate just everything that you're doing and your honesty. Um, So, But my question um, is, we like to do, um, my, my family, we like to watch documentaries about ancient civilizations. We're really quite fascinated by all of it. Um, and we like to discuss those things, and we like to discuss where God fits into it and also ancient civilizations from the Bible. Um, and we really enjoy those kinds of things. But with mainstream media and everything that's been going on, they talk about aliens. And I do tell the kids, just because you can't explain something does not mean it's an alien. So that's kind of like a kind of a hot topic sometimes. Well, what about all the pictures that people say that they take and things like that? And I just didn't know if you had some insight or some scriptures that um, you can point us to that maybe we can look up or something to ponder. Um, so that's my question. <laughs> yeah, and it's a very good question because it's interesting. It's it's not being talked a lot in the church today, but it, it is something that we're seeing more of. I find it interesting that all of a sudden in the days in which we are in, that there is more of a talk about um, footage, the government coming out and, and secret um, footage about, you know, these uh, filming of uh, UFOs, um, other things like that. It's become more and more popular. I think we're going to see it continue to be more and more popular um, and uh, it's like, well, how do you explain this? It is something that Christians are starting to ask. How do we talk about these things? You know, people that say, well, what about these, you know, documentaries? What about these um, classified materials, the government research, the, the pilots that see these things? And how do we explain it? Is there a possibility that there are other life forms out in the universe now, it's a huge universe. We know that. Um, when I was a kid, they said the universe was about 4 billion light years across. Now they say it's 20-some billion light years across. We don't know how big it is. But um, personally, I personally I believe that there are not aliens out there. Um, I, I believe that God created the earth, and he created man and the heavens out there. There's nothing in the scriptures that indicate that there are aliens out there in the world. That's number one. Number two, even if there was, which I don't think that there is, that it really doesn't matter um, because Philippians chapter 2 tells us that the time's going to come when every knee shall bow in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. So if there is anything out there, they will bow the knee to Jesus Christ. So he is the the God of all of the universe. And that's what we as Christians need to understand. I think thirdly, the third thing that you might look at and consider is that in Luke's um, account of the Olivet Discourses, Jesus is talking about the signs of the time. Uh, he said that that there'll be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves uh, roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things who are coming in the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. He also says that there will be fearful sights and great signs from the heaven. So what is that? 
we know that the Bible, Isaiah speaks about it, uh, Joel speaks about it, that in the day of the Lord, there'll be a great cosmic disturbance where, you know, um, we see it in Revelation chapter 6. But it's interesting that he says there'll be great signs from heaven, um, fearful sights. Could some of those lights that they're seeing, could it be demonic? Because some of those are showing like lights that are going at a 90-degree angle. Um, really, uh, when you look at physics, um, it, it's almost like impossible for um, any kind of aircraft to do that. And so people say, well, it's, it's a advanced civilization. Um, but Satan is called an angel of light. And I think that he could very easily cause signs in heaven, lights in heavens that are unknown, that are going to cause fear in the hearts of people. Um, the other thing, May, that you're going to start hearing more about is I think there's a growing doctrine and a growing uh, thought among people that are kind of into New Age and into cultic kinds of practices that they really believe that there's going to be, a, um, you know, something's going to happen where um, aliens or something are going to come and they're going to take people that don't line up with a certain, you know, um, thing that they believe in. So they're almost like coming up with an explanation of the rapture of the church when Christians are gone. Could it be that they say that aliens came or that there's some kind of cosmic, you know, um, uh, taking that takes place in, in to help the earth evolve to the next level? These are things that you're going to start hearing about, and I think that, of course, they are false. We need to look to what the Word of God has to say. I I do not believe that there's aliens. If there was out there, they're going to bow the knee to Jesus, and I think that Satan is behind a lot of these things, the lights that are seen and things like that. So that's my take on it. Right. That's excellent. Thank you so much, Pastor. That I, I agree completely, um, and I appreciate those scriptures. Um, that is really helpful, so I'm actually going to look those up. Um, I just wrote them down as you were talking about them, but I, I agree completely. I believe that the enemy can do all kinds of crazy things, and, and, I, and I'm familiar with the scripture about people's hearts failing them for fear of what's to come. And so um, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Appreciate that perspective. You appreciate you and, and your ministry, yeah. and thank you. Thank you. I thank you, May. Thanks for your call. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. There was a time um, here in Colorado, you remember a few years ago, that there were lights that were being seen up in the rural areas of Colorado. Uh, Some of it they could explain. Some of it they couldn't explain. They thought, was it drones? Was it? They never really came up with an explanation. So, um, you know, Satan's called an angel of light, and there will be fearful signs from heaven. That's one of the birth pangs that the Bible talks about. And, of course, uh, birth pangs, it's going to happen more in frequency and intensity. So don't be surprised if these things come along. Satan is, is a master deceiver. And he also, we know, and um, one of the things, may if you're still listening, is that he's going to deceive many, the Antichrist, with lying signs and wonders. And so I think we're going to see these lying signs and wonders that are going to increase as we get closer to the return of the Lord. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Anastasia in Denver. Anastasia? Yes, hi, how are you? I'm good. You're on Calvary Live. 
thank you so much for taking my call. Um, you, I, I wanted. I, oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to call in for a prayer request for my friend and maybe just some guidance. Um, he's a really good Christian, and he loves God. He loves Jesus. I think he struggles a little bit with, um, like, he, he accepts what Jesus did for us, that he died for us on the cross. He accepts that. I think he just feels overwhelmed maybe or just very guilty because he knows we're all sinners and he was telling me last night that he wants his death to to be for the glory of god for jesus and i just don't know how to encourage him and i think he i mean i know i feel guilty all the time with um like just existing sometimes because we're such sinners you know and we try our best but we all fall short of the glory of god and I just don't know how to encourage him. You know, I try to tell him that, yeah. you know, he, he extended his mercy and his grace to us, and he loves us so much, and he accepts. He, he says there's a difference between accepting, you know, what Jesus done for you and thinking that, oh, you know, he died for us, so we're okay. Like, he, he can't. Yeah. I think he struggles with feeling okay about it. Does that yeah, make and, sense? And it, yeah, it does. And a lot of people can feel that way, that they understand that Jesus died for them, they understand that they're saved, but they feel so unworthy. They feel like a spiritual waste. And sometimes they can feel that way for different reasons. They can feel that way because I'm not doing this great ministry, or I'm not a missionary, or, um, you know, whatever the reasons may be, they can feel like they're really, um, that they're not very valuable to the Lord. There's a lot of people that feel that way. There's been a time where I, I thought, Lord, do you, do you even care about me? You know, am I important to you? And we think that we have to perform somehow, and that's what he's saying, to, to please the Lord. And I think you're on the right track, Anastasia, to just guide him to the grace of God and how valuable that he is to the Lord, that, that he's so valuable that Jesus came and died for his sins. And we look at those kingdom parables and one of those kingdom parables is the the uh, parable of the hidden treasure that a man saw and found a, a treasure that was hidden in the field, and he gave all that he had to buy the field to take the treasure out. And that parable Jesus told tells us how valuable that we are to him because he's the one that gave all. He gave his life for all that he might buy the field, and in those kingdom parables, Jesus defines the field as the world. And Jesus, he redeemed the world. He purchased the world, not so he can have another planet. He has billions of planets out there. He purchased the field so he can have the treasure. And the treasure is you. And the treasure is me and your friend. That's how valuable we are to the Lord. And we are so valuable that Jesus went to the cross to die for us. None of us are worthy enough for salvation. But he cares about us, and he set his love on us before the foundation of the world. And so, you know, just keep taking him back to the love of Jesus Christ for him. And that, you know, we have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. And that um, he sees us and he knows us, and he loves us with a love that we can't ever possibly fully understand, so much so that Jesus came and died for our sins. And so, yeah, um, you know, I you know, he, what, I, what, yeah. 
Anastasia. We're going we're gonna to hear the music in just a little bit. So when we do, go ahead and make your comment, and then we might have to just take a break and then come back and finish the conversation because there's a few scriptures I do want to give to you because this is something that is not just for your friend, but I think perhaps a lot of people that are listening that just feel like I'm not worthy and I got to, you know, do something that that glorifies him in some spectacular way. And I just want to encourage you also on how you can to minister to him in how he can glorify God, how all of us can glorify God in our lives. So Anastasia, will you hold on and uh, we'll continue? We'll continue our conversation on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. But hey, give me a call. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs at Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado where it's cold today and we had some snow earlier today. Might get some snow tonight and tomorrow. Winter will begin. It usually does this time of the year in Colorado. Um, on Friday, uh, I, I was flying back from Peru and was in uh, stopped in Miami at the airport. We had a long layover, so was uh, out in, in Miami a little bit for a short time, just getting out and getting some breakfast. 80-some uh, degrees, so much different. And I come back, and it's freezing here, but um, it's, it's a blessing. I love this time of year, and uh, so... Uh, so glad that you've joined us wherever you're listening, whether you're listening. I know that uh, you uh, in Miami Beach, you can listen uh, on uh, Freedom Radio. Um, so many other places uh, that you can listen to Calvary Live on Freedom Radio Network and then Hope and Truth FM. Give me a call. Those numbers, 303-690-3000 for uh, the call-in number and the text line 720 336 0897, got a couple open lines. We're going to continue with our conversation with Anastasia. You still with me? Anastasia? Yes, hi, I'm still here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being patient. Um, just in case you just uh, tuned in, Anastasia and I were talking about, she called in about a friend who's feeling unworthy uh, of God's mercy and grace. And so we talked a little bit about that, how... Uh, much the Lord loves us. And Anastasia, you were actually making a comment uh, when we kind of got interrupted. So I'm going to let you kind of um, ask any further, you know, uh, comments or questions that you might have. And then I want to share some scripture with you as well. Yes, thank you so much for everything you folks do. Um, I guess I was going to say that last night when we were talking about it, um, he said that he hopes that he will be worthy enough or Jesus will use him for a really good cause. I think that's what he really mm. desires in his heart. And I was thinking that and to encourage him to tell him to just pray and, and wait on the Lord. And But I just I was hoping for maybe some yeah, scripture and guidance. You folks are amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and again, people can feel that way, not only with their salvation— but being used of the Lord. Am I worthy enough to be used of the Lord? 
Anastasia, I felt that way. When I was young, I thought that God could never use somebody like me. Um, I thought that, you know, I'm not worthy enough or I'm not smart enough or uh, I'm not dynamic enough, whatever the case may be and whatever he is feeling. And I think that the verse that really helped me, uh, one of the many verses, but um, when I I read how uh, Paul says that uh, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty, and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, so that no flesh will glory in his presence. You can talk to him about the story of Gideon in the book of Judges. Gideon was the least in his family. His family was the least in his tribe. His tribe was the least of the 12 tribes of Israel. He was the least of the least. And God loves to use people like that. You look at the disciples. Um, they were fishermen. They, they were ones up in the Galilee region. They weren't from the schools of uh, education and and uh, religious leaders down in Jerusalem. Matter of fact, in Acts chapter 4, they marveled that they were untrained and uneducated, but they marveled because they had been with Jesus. And the key to tell him is just yield to the Lord, because the Lord wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. When I was with the students in Peru, um, they were asking me about my testimony and how I got involved in ministry. And and I'm not going to give you all my testimony, but one of the things that I told them when I was in high school, um, I had a speech class and I had a, a pretty, you know, I had a speech impediment and I gave a speech and the context was fine, but they had a hard time understanding me. And pretty much what my high school teacher told me is that you'll never speak in public. And, oh, wow. and yeah, and so I thought, okay, you know, he, he was kind of like kind of getting you ready for your, your career that, you know, you'll have to, to do something else, but you're not going to have uh, speak in public. And uh, I remember the first time that I ever taught uh, over 30 years ago uh, in a church service, uh, I, I taught, I practiced, I practiced, I practiced, and when I taught, um, a guy came up to me and he said, I didn't understand a word you said, or I had a hard time understanding. I was devastated. I thought, I will never, ever teach again. Um, I'll never, you know, pursue teaching. And the Lord had other plans. So I think that it's just a matter. God loves to take people like you and me, ordinary people, and do extraordinary things through them. And it isn't trying to be worthy enough. None of us are worthy enough. But to take an individual whose heart is just surrendered to the Lord and a heart who says, Lord, here I am. Just use me. Send me whatever you want to do and let him do the work and let him um, do a mighty work in us. Because here's the thing. God calls us and then he will empower us. God calls us, and he will gift us and enable us to do that calling. And the reason is, is so that he gets the glory. And and sometimes, oftentimes, I think that the Lord has me up front to encourage people that if he can use me, he can use anybody. And to encourage your friend that it's not just a matter of being worthy enough. None of us are worthy enough for salvation. None of us are worthy enough 
to um, to serve the Lord. Because if we ever get that mindset, Anastasia, that I was worthy of this, then we become prideful. And then it's because of us, and I'm worthy enough. And God doesn't want us in that place. And Isaiah says, he will not share his glory with any man or any woman, but to humbly say, Lord, this is you, and you get the glory. And I'm like Gideon, you know, just the least of the least of the least. And whatever you want to do, Lord, that you're working through me. And that's what the message of God told Gideon. Gideon, you know, your 300 guys are going to defeat 145,000 Midianites because I don't want, you know, the house of Israel. I don't want you to get the glory, and they're going to know that it's me. So just steer him in that direction. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I remember a little bit about the story of Gideon, and I think what stood out to me was that he asked God three times to prove that he was God. I think with the, 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 like, making the floor dry, and then he made something else, like, yeah, and that really stuck out to me because he was so doubtful, and sometimes I struggle with doubt, but Mm -hmm. God, you know, still loved him and still used him. He did. And he's so patient with us. And that story of Gideon, Anastasia, is he set out a fleece. God told him, this is what I want you to do. And he's like, I'm not quite sure about this. And he sets out a fleece. And then he sets out another one. And, you know, here we have something that is a lot better than a fleece. Because people say, I'm going to set out a fleece. Well, you know, here's the thing. You have the Word of God. And, Mm -hmm. And as we move forward in what the Word of God has to say, it is sure, it is true. And, and we can stand on it and just let him do what he wants to do and be patient. And that story of Gideon, how they defeated the Midianites is they took those clay pots and they broke them, and, and then the light would ignite and, and the Midianites were confused. But I'll tell you how he will use you and me and your friend. He will use us through the brokenness of our lives because we have this 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 excellence that is in us, in us vessels. We're earthen vessels, is what Paul writes in Second Corinthians, that the excellence of the glory may not be of us, but of him. And it's through the brokenness that the light shines through us so people see that it is him and not us. Absolutely. Yeah, I think of Matthew 5, where it says, let your, let your light shine in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Absolutely. I'm going to pray for you, okay? Yes, can you pray for him, please? Thank you. Yeah. Father, I do pray for Anastasia to be able to minister to her friend, and I pray that he would come to understand that he is so valuable to you, that, Lord, that he's the treasure, that you gave up everything to die for for him and for everyone who's listening. And, Lord, that, um, that as we seek to glorify you in our lives. It is just a heart that is yield to you and humbled before you, desiring to say, Lord, use me because you want to use us. And Lord, I just pray that he would come to understand your grace, the unmerited favor of God and your mercy and your and just your goodness. And Lord, that he would grow in your love. And I pray that he would come to understand that he wants to, the Lord wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or hope But, Lord, it's not us. It's not trying to be worthy enough. You're the one that's worthy. And, Lord, it is just yielding to you in humility, submission, and expectancy that you're going to do work in our lives. 
I pray for Anastasia that you help her to continue to just minister to him in wise words to give to him and to write scriptures. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. I love the show. Are? I'm listening to it 24-7. I drive Good. all the time, Good. so I listen to it all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Anastasia. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time. Bye-bye. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000. Got time to call in and ask a question. Got a couple open lines. Text number 720-336-0897. We got a call from Montgomery, Alabama. Charles has been waiting. Charles? Charles, you still there? Okay. Charles was waiting, but I'm going to go ahead and try to answer his question. He said, why did Joseph's brothers try to sell him and kill him? And um, it was because of jealousy. Joseph uh, was the favorite son of Jacob. And also, we know that Joseph had that dream in the book of Genesis um, and that dream of uh, the stars and the moons that, you know, bowed down to him. And then the uh, sheaths of wheat that did the same thing. Uh, It was Joseph's dreams of greatness. And so the brothers were very upset about that. And Joseph was the one that got a coat of many colors. And that was a code of authority. So they were jealous of him, threw him in a pit, and they sold him off to slavery. They were going to kill him initially, is what the text tells us. But then they said, well, we might as well get some money. Here's the thing. Jealousy is a very, very, it's an awful thing. And the Bible warns against jealousy. And we know that Saul became very jealous and envious of David. And we read that in 1 Samuel that Saul wanted to kill David because of that. They were singing songs, you know, Saul kills his thousands, but David is 10,000. And Saul would see the the hand of God on him, on David, and how God was using David. And Saul became very, very jealous. And Saul pursued David in the wilderness for years because of that jealousy and envy. Here's the thing about any of us that are jealous of another or envious of another— it's just bad news, and it will um, it does a destructive work. And we have no reason to be jealous or envious of anyone. God has a calling for you. He wants to place you where he wants you to be, gift you. He, we have no reason to be jealous of others. And that yet can happen. It can happen even with those who are in ministry. We can be jealous of other ministries. And there's something that I had to learn early in my ministry. I would not express it, but deep in my heart, it's like, why are they growing? Why do they have bigger building? Why are they more popular? Why do they have more people? And becoming jealous, and then becoming jealous, you start to put that ministry down. You put that pastor down. Well, you find fault with them, and that's what jealousy and and envy does. If any of us are jealous or envy of a co-worker or a family member or somebody else seems to be successful or doing well in the Lord— and it just does a destructive work in our souls. So they did that. They sold them off into um, slavery for that very reason. And um, and then um, they uh, were ones that, you know, um, ended up seeing that Joseph, uh, what he had dreamed came true as he became the prime minister of Egypt. And that's a study for another time. Also, Charles just wanted um, just some prayer for protection. So, Lord, I pray that you protect him, guide him, direct him, and um, we just, you know the situation. 
So we just commit him to you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Ryder in Highlands Ranch. Ryder? How are you, Ryder? Good. How are Are you? you? Good. You got a question for me? Yeah. So the Bible tells us to be prepared for Jesus' second coming, but how are we supposed to be, like, prepared for it? I think that's a very good question, very insightful question that you just asked. And Jesus does say that. He he said in the Olivet Discourse, and Ryder, we just went through the Olivet Discourse on Sunday mornings here at Calvary Chapel, and Jesus says, but no one knows the day or the hour um, of my coming. Um, and he goes on and he says, be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you do not expect. So what we are to be doing is, number one, we are to be watching. And the New Testament talks a whole lot about watching. Don't go to sleep spiritually. Uh, We are to be watching. We are to be paying attention. We are to be discerning of the days in which we are living in. And we are to be the faithful servant as well. In other words, looking for the return of the Lord doesn't mean that uh, we don't do anything, um, that we don't continue desiring to serve the Lord. Yes, we are discerning of the days in which we are in. We are to be watching. Don't go to sleep spiritually. And then we are to to continue to serve him um, and be used of him to give the gospel to others. So that's how we can be ready. And I think that we just live in each and every day saying, Lord, that that perhaps maybe today, we don't know the day or the hour, but maybe today you might come for us because he comes at a time where we're least expected. And here's the thing, writer. John in his epistle says that he who has this hope, that is when we see the Lord, purifies himself, and it, and it helps us to live for the Lord. It purifies our hearts. You know, we got our focus on heaven. We got our focus on the Lord. And it, we're not all caught up in the world, and we're not drugged down by the world, and we're not weighed down by the world. Um, but we are looking for the Lord, living for the Lord, and we are desiring to please the Lord in how we live. So does that help you? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You keep looking, you know, because he says, I come at a time that you do not know when you're least expected. So watch. You be watching, you be waiting, and you be the faithful servant. You keep serving the Lord and keep growing in the Word of God. Okay, Ryder? Okay. Thank you. I thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you calling. Okay. All right. 303-6903. I, I love it when young people call. Um, I welcome their calls. I love it when children call in. Um, and um, and so, Ryder, thank you. And they're so insightful. What a question. What an incredible question for somebody who's young. How do we be ready? Such an important question. And um, and so blessed um, to to have the young people that call in and ask those questions. And this is a place. Listen for you who perhaps are young or in high school or in college that you got questions. And you guys are dealing with some very heavy stuff um, at your schools and in culture. What you're facing, and uh, we want to encourage you. We want to bless you in every way. And and for young people, they have questions. 
Um, and different questions. Some people question, you know, how do we know God is real? How do we know the Bible is real? And we need to allow them to ask those questions and to be able to give a defense, to be able to answer them, because we do have answers for them, and to be able to minister to them and encourage them. And uh, so we welcome those, and we welcome those questions of people that call in. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Phil in Aurora. Phil? Hi there. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, yeah, so my question is, uh, we've been having um, difficulty with my five-year-old. He's uh, get mad and, and, be, and hit like uh, my wife and I. Um, and we're trying all these different disciplinary techniques and not having a whole lot of success. And, um, and I, I just didn't know if maybe there was, uh, you would have some suggestions or, uh, or resources like, a, like books or things to read that might be, give us some insight in that, with that particular yeah. difficulty. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that with your five-year-old and, and, we are called by scripture to discipline our children and it's, and it's hard. I, I think, you know, and it sounds like, you know, you and your wife being on the same page when it comes to, to discipline. I know raising four kids that it was really important that Sue and I were on the same page when it came to discipline. And, you know, there is different means, you know, of disciplining. And, um, but one of the things that was unacceptable was that, for my kids to talk back to mom or even to hit. And, um, and you know, one of the things that they needed to understand that, that that is not acceptable, there will be the consequences, and there will be serious consequences for that. And, and it sounds like you've tried different methods and different things, you know, and one of the things that you might do is look at a lot of resources on um, focus on the family. Um, some of the books and resources that they have as far as disciplining your children. And they you might get on their website and look and see what they have that might give some insight. They might even have somebody that you can call that specializes in those things. But you do want to go to a Christian resource and, and somebody who's going to give you the Word of God and somebody who can encourage you in the things of the Lord. Um, but, you know, to keep at it. And discipline is hard work. It just drains the parents, it drains the, the kids because, you know, it, it's something that we feel like we're constantly doing, but it is necessary. And um, to get those resources, and, and maybe there's something there that can help you or some ideas um, that may be of help to you. Um, so, you know, you can focus on the families easy to get a hold of, and they do have referrals uh, for counseling, for resources, for books, that I think that's a good start for you to begin. All right, thank you. And it's probably like focusofamily.org. I'll just put it in Google. Yeah, you can put it in Google. Or it's 1-800-A-FAMILY. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure that you Google it, it's going to come right back up because they minister to a lot of people. This is, you know, their specialty. And there's uh, um, a lot of good resources that they have for you and and. Um, I think they're going to be a blessing to you in that way. Um, I was going to ask if maybe uh, if you and the listeners could pray for my wife and Absolutely. I to have wisdom and, and then probably patience too um, yeah. in yeah. dealing with that. 
Absolutely. Father, I pray for Phil and his wife as they are disciplining their five-year-old son, that um, that they would be able to explain to their son that what he is doing is not only is he doing his bad behavior, but he's hurting the heart of God as well. And Lord, that um, that you would give them wisdom, give them insight, give them um, just endurance and resolve. And Lord, um, I just pray that you would minister to uh, their son's heart, that you would um, just be able to give them help. And Lord, they, they get the resources that they need. And so, Lord, that uh, their son would quit hitting and having tantrums and um, for them to be able to deal with the heart of their son. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Phil. Mm-hmm. One of the keys, and you probably already know this, I may be telling you something that you already know, but it may be helpful to somebody else who's listening, that one of the things that my wife and I always did is we always dealt with their hearts, not just what they did wrong. Um, what you did was wrong. Um, it is sin. But we always dealt with their heart as well. That it it also, and he's going to understand this more as he gets older, but being at five years old, he can begin to understand that it hurts God. And God doesn't want you to do this. And uh, God uh, commands you not to do this. And to begin that way of dealing with their hearts. Uh, sometimes in disciplining, we get angry. We, we get them in their room. We ground them. We do whatever it is. But we don't really follow up with them. And and like I said, I'm sure that you probably are doing that and talking with them. Sometimes, you know, I, I never like to discipline in anger. Um, there are times where, yeah, I got angry and, you know, they had to go to their room or we disciplined them. But there was always a follow-up when things calmed down to deal with their hearts, to talk to them and reaffirm your love to them, um, your love to them. That mom and dad, we love you, um, we care for you, we we are going to discipline you because of love, and that's what the Bible says, that our God disciplines us because of love, that we want you to grow up to to learn, be responsible, but you keep doing it at that young age because they will test mom and dad, and you know unfortunately it it doesn't go away, and then they hit the teenage years and things like that. So you keep doing it, endure, and keep dealing with his heart, and just keep praying for your son, pray over your son, and with your son constantly and continually. And those family devotions are really, really important. So those are the things that you're going to hear, you know, as you get good Christian biblical advice and, and the resources that you should be looking for. All right? And we're going to keep praying. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. God bless you. Okay, I think we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, you know, let's let's see if we can get Sharon in real quick. Sharon from Longmont. Sharon? Okay. Let's go. Is it is it Marcy from Georgia? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Marcy. Hey, sorry, we only got a couple minutes, but go ahead, ask your question, and we'll okay. try to s- slip in an okay. answer before we end the show. Okay, uh, Pastor. I just I I feel like I'm like I'm I'm not a part of with with 
um, my brothers and sisters in Christ, when it comes to holidays and, and Christian, um, I feel like the devil laughs at us when we celebrate the Halloween, when we think it's, it's a, um, also with, with the Santa Claus, I, I, he takes away the whole mean. If you ask a child, uh, if you ask 10 kids on the street, what does Christmas mean to you? They're going to say, yeah, oh, presents sure. and Santa and this birth of Christ, um, uh, eggs on, on, on the, um, Bunny rabbits I mean, and all that uh, stuff. Yeah, bunny yeah. rabbit. You know, the, the the death and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. I don't ever remember seeing Easter bunny, the Ishtar bunny, Ishtar, the you know God of fertility and eggs. And um, yeah. is there something wrong with me? How how? Why no. don't I feel Here, like I belong? Because we're different than the world. Those are all secular things. But here's the thing, Marcy. Quick before we end, is that you just keep Christ the center of your life, of your holidays. We can't worry about everybody else, you know, what they're doing. What we can do is we can look at it and get all frustrated, and it is frustrating. But you keep Christ the center of your life, and then you just be a voice of truth and a voice of, uh, you know, why why we keep Christ the center of Christmas. We celebrate his birth. Uh, why we, you know, keep Christ the center of, of, of Resurrection Sundays because he rose from the grave. You know, Thanksgiving, we're thankful for what the Lord has done. Anything that we do, that you keep Christ the center of it, and you give that message. Because as you do, if we're just angry and, you know, pointing at everybody else, they're going like, what's up with them? But when you have the countenance of Christ, keep Christ the center of what you're doing, then people begin to ask, why Why do you do it this way? And you can witness to them. But it is frustrating, but you keep your focus on the Lord and keep Christ the center of your life and your holidays. Hey, God bless you. We've run out of time. You hear the music. Just so glad to be back with you. I'll be back tomorrow at the same time on Calvary Live. Have You've a good been evening. listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.